This is a quick disclaimer that if you have your volume notched up high, please lower it. Otherwise, I will Uh-oh. blow out your eardrums. Uh-oh. You have been warned. Hello, Los Angeles and the world. And welcome to what's going to be a jovial episode of the most LAFC podcast in the solar system and especially now in Oregon. This is episode 218 of Defenders of the Bank. If you're new, Welcome. This is a podcast where we're about to talk about the 2022 Supporter Shield champion, Los Angeles Football Club. I am the self proclaimed beast from the East and Gypsy Prince, Christian Philly Philemon. And with me, live from the House of Football, my podcast partner for life, I'm at a loss of words and rhymes really to introduce him. I know him as J.R. Liebert, but y'all know him as The Scarf. What is good, Supporter Shield Nation? That's right. For the second time since 2019 and for the second time in our five-year history, the Supporter Shield is coming back to Bank of California Stadium. And all I have to say to sum up this whole game is one word. And I've been giving grief for it all season long. So here it goes. Cowabunga, baby. Uh. There it is. Denny Bowanga, number 99, etches his name into LAFC history. While I wanted to offer you some wine to go along with that cheese, I am very much in uh, agreement with your Cowabunga comment. Man, what what an emotional game. What What a crazy... What a crazy two weeks, by the way. It's been a long time since you and I got to oh. do this, and you and I still seem to have lost our voice from the no last voice. time we did a podcast. But this is um, this was a very emotional day. I don't, I don't welcome if you're listening on a Sunday. Cool if it's a Monday, Tuesday, whatever. Man, uh, we're. We're riding high on this one, Defenders. I mean, this was an emotional, emotional game. We're going to talk about it in just a moment, but good Lord, Scarf. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm in awe and in utter disbelief. Words fail me, brother. I, I, my heart still hasn't calmed down, dude. Well, well, let me get to some really important words. We want to thank the good people at Flex and yes. FlexPowerTools.com. So don't forget, they are the official sponsor of Defenders of the Bank, as well as, obviously, the kit sponsor for your Los Angeles football club. And again, everything you buy in 2022 comes with a lifetime warranty. So make sure you check that out. They had a really cool event with Ilya Sanchez about a week ago or so, and they've got some more cool stuff uh, lined up through the end of the season. So again, a big thank you to our friends over at Flex and FlexPowerTools.com. I, I do also want to mention one other thing, Philly, uh, at the top Just of the Just one other I thing? Mean, we'll have a few. <laughs> but there is an incredible Mauricio Facio scarf uh, being sold right now by uh, several different supporter shield or supporters group, supporter shield, supporters groups. I know Lucky's, I believe, were the ones that came up with this. Go to forever underscore mo underscore sc2022 on Instagram, and you can see all the details for this beautiful scarf. I'll be picking up mine at Christmas Tree Lane over at the Lucky's Tent. I ordered mine already through them. They're only making 500 of these, and the proceeds are going directly towards the Mo Facio Futsal Court, which are obviously the fundraising effort well underway that we are building this court in Southeast Los Angeles. So just want to mention that again. It's forever underscore Mo underscore SC 2022 on Instagram. DM them for all the details for this scarf. And Philly, on a day where one of the lasting images of this club winning the Supporters' Shield is Mo and Jimmy there at center pitch presenting it to the 3252 and everybody at Bank California Stadium I can't think of a better reason uh, to get over to that Instagram site and pick up a new scarf. You're just trying to make me cry on all kinds of levels oh. talk, talking about that. Rest in peace, Mo Faccio. Uh, I, I'd like to think that he had a hand in, in this game. I'd like to think that it was Mo just kind of messing with us. You know, us riding a super high, <laughs> us having like a dramatic low, and then us having a, a, a unbelievable like spine tingling. Oh, I, again, words, words fail, fail me. But scarf. Unreal. I mean, let's let's just carry on. <laughs> yeah, let's get into the other big news, of course, and that would be Gareth Bale has three different beers debuting in uh, preparation for the World Cup. Bale Ales. Bale Ales. Kind of like the sound of that. Yeah, there's Bale Ale, there's Bale Pale, and there's Bale Lager. Bale Pale Ale. 
Wish that's that's something like to practice, you know, like right? Ron like Burgundy cow, would cow practice. Cow, brown cow, bale pale ale. <laughs> bale pale ale, bale pale ale, uh, bale pale ale. at Tesco grocery stores. I don't know what a Tesco is. I've never been to Great Britain before. Oh, okay. So that's not Green Bay, the GB? It is not. Have you ever been to a Tesco? I have. Before? Okay. I have. Well, I spent many a time in the UK, my friend. What I love is that uh, Gareth Bale partnered with Glamorgan Brewing Company, which is apparently 10 minutes from his house. So way to keep it in the family there for Gareth Bale. Uh, obviously, that's not the big news. We have the supporter shield. Oh on, my everybody. god! We uh, look. We are super excited about this. We're going to talk about the game. Obviously, we're gonna. We're sitting here, by the way, at House of Football downstairs from Saturday's football, where all the beautiful kits upstairs. We're uh, we're just about at halftime for Angel City's final match of the season. We're watching that with our buddy Chris Lafferty here in a room. LAFC laugh. Uh, and, and you know, Philly again. We were going to record this a little bit earlier, but we, we had to come down from the absolute high. I know that uh, our buddy Chris is taking pictures. He's got to get your hair right now because it is your hair looks like it just celebrated winning the Supporter Shield right now. It buddy. certainly did. My, my heart still feels like I'm celebrating the Supporter Shield. I, it was emotional. Uh, we're we're going to get all the feels in a bit, but yeah. my heart... Is I I realized something, Scarf. It's either going to be my career in finance yeah. or, or following LAFC that's going to like be the end of me. Because man, I haven't felt like oh, my heart rattle like that since. Um, oh God, I can't even remember not, a time. Not just the sheer unadulterated magnitude of the age that you have lived on this earth so far. You are a jerk and a half, my friend. <laughs> and hey, by the way, you're not that much younger than me. Thank you very much. I know, but hey, still still residing on the third floor. Oh, well, well, when you come to the fourth floor, I'll make sure to welcome you with open arms <laughs> Thank you, sir. and uh, and your, your AARP card. And there you go. And again, if you're not following us on Instagram and Facebook, at what is Defenders wrong with you? Bank, <laughs> and uh, at Twitter, at Defend the Bank, make sure you guys are checking us out. Uh, normally, we have this day in LAFC history, Philly. But you know what? We made history today. I'm going to put this one in the books. Uh, Sunday, October 2nd. We're recording this just before 4 o'clock on Sunday, October 2nd, 2022. <laughs> That's LAFC. just as crazy as this one in the Supporters Shield. Right? Us <laughs> recording after on a game day in daylight. This is impressive. Uh, by the way, Angel City wearing their daylight kits today, too. So look at that. Uh, couple quick bits of news and notes. And we, we got a big one, Philly, over this last week. We already have plans... For February 25th, 2023, Philly, LAFC taking on Carson at the Rose Bowl. This should be interesting. And for all of you guys out there wondering, well, why didn't LAFC get to play this game at the Coliseum? Don't worry. I'll get into that in just a second. But Philly, MLS record, 74,479 fans. It was Charlotte home against Carson to kick off this year. Are we going to break that record? At Rose Bowl, holding 92,000 people? Uh, we're in the city of angels, my friend. Yes. We're about breaking trends and, and hearts. So absolutely we're going to break that. It's just going to be chaotic getting more than 75,000 oh supporters God. of both LAFC and that team down the 110. Yeah. Um, that's going to be crazy, but... That's going to be fun, too. Yeah. I know how much you love parking at the Rose Bowl, I Scarf. I the Rose Bowl so much. No, but this is going to be fun. It's going to be iconic. It's going to be good for MLS. And people are like, oh, it's just a cash grab. What do you want? Like, what do you want? Like, we want this league to grow. They need money. Cash grabs. That, that's fine. And, and We're all going to get to watch a game. And here's the deal. Because of the unbalanced schedule with St. Louis City FC, I think that's their full name, coming to Major League Soccer next year, we will actually play Carson three times in each of the next two years, 2023 and 2024. So I think, and I've heard this from at least one or two decent sources, first game at the Rose Bowl in 2023, and I'm hearing the possibility that we may get a game at the Coliseum in 2024 so as to even it out. So an extra match for each of the next two years, That's LAFC fun. and Carson that's going to be fun. Uh, we'll have to take a look and see if we do get indeed get that game at the Coliseum. Philly, they came out with the 22 top players under 22 years old. God, that seems like so long ago for you and I. Uh, we're <laughs> proud to say yeah. that cracking the top 10, I don't know if we could have ever imagined this, Philly, at the beginning of the season, but coming in at number nine is our number 22, Mahala Opoku. I mean, is it... it 
Yes, I, I wouldn't have imagined it either. But I mean, the kids had a hell of a season. Yeah. The kid's a hell of a player, garnering attention from multiple places. I mean, he's had an outstanding season. I'm I'm so proud of this kid. A human interest story. Yep. Uh, I mean, the Ghana the, the Ghanaian like goat. Like he's just killing it, man. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Look, uh, the article Andrew Weeby does mention Mamadou Fall. Uh, a lot of people are wondering, hey, he was like number one or two on the list when Weeby first came out with the list. Well, he's no longer in Major League Soccer right now. He's over at Villarreal. He did say he would have likely fallen top five and would have been starting at center back on the MLS 22 under 22 best 11. Also, by the way, Philly, 10 spots lower than uh, Mahala, a a man familiar to those that are black and gold faithful. How about Bryce Duke coming in at number 19 this year? For Inter Miami, that's pretty good for Bryce. No, it's really good for Bryce. I can't say I paid much attention to him or Miami, but <laughs> hey, congrats to him. Uh, congrats. 15 starts this season, one goal, four assists for Miami. Philly, I'm going to let you wax poetic for just a minute because you and I were talking about this on One More Sleep. You have recently purchased FIFA 23. Of course, it's for your PS4, not for a PS5. So maybe maybe we're missing a little bit of the graphical enhancements because according to one Christian Philly Philemon, the likenesses on this are almost uncanny. Well, the likenesses of Bank of California Stadium, yes. I mean, they did a great job featuring Bank of California Stadium in the most splendid of fashions. And I would hope so, considering the fact that EA is right down the road, close to your alma mater, Loyola Marymount. Yep. It would be blasphemous for them to screw that one up. And well, it, it took w- them four years to get them in the game. It did. Like, I haven't bought a FIFA game since FIFA 17, the one that had Marco Royce on the cover of it and I said I would not buy a FIFA game until LAFC was in it and and in addition to that obviously Bank of California Stadium being there so that was cool I played my first game against the Galaxy a game in which I won three to one by the way that was pretty cool but the thing that's kind of funny <laughs> about a very it fitting scoreline for you by the way it really actually I never even thought of it that way yeah that's that is kind of funny but uh Carlos Vela looks like Carlos Vela. Okay. Uh, did I say Carlos, Carlos Vela? <laughs> well, Might be the greatest football player yeah, in Yeah, right. Seriously, the genetics on that one. <laughs> Carlos Vela looks like Carlos Vela. Ilya Sanchez sort of looks like himself. Gareth Bale kind of looks like a skinnier version of himself. Okay. But I couldn't get over what they made Chicho Arango look oh. like. Chicho, that didn't even look like the same person. Looks like a completely different person. Uh, and that was the first person I scored with, by the way. But... At least they didn't do him dirty like they did Jack Grealish. I don't know oh, if you saw that on a Bleacher Report. I, I have seen it. Jack yeah. Grealish looks like a troll, like a legit troll from David the Gnome cartoons. Yeah, it's it was bad. Someone awful. out there, you would have thought it would have been Harry Maguire that the game would have trolled instead of Jack Grealish. By the way, Harry Maguire starts starting to look more like Neville Longbottom to me, by the <laughs> as way. As we're doing this, they're, they're in stoppage time. Somehow there's only two minutes of stoppage time in the Angel City match, but uh, Mal Pugh has just scored in the fourth minute. Of first half stoppage. So unfortunately, Chicago up on Angel City. I can't wait because my Premier League team is finally in FIFA 23, Philly. Oh boy, here we I, go. I can't wait to play as AFC Richmond in the rest of, is it not the rest of the world? No, it's Premier League, right? No, no, no. They're, they're in the rest of the world. They are in the rest yeah. of the world along with AFC Wrexham. That's right. So that's going to be a real fun, uh, real fun bit at the bank. Uh, how about Carlos Vela? Surprise, surprise, making the week 32 team of the week for Major League Soccer. No surprise there. Also, Philly, no surprise. The most valuable franchise in Major League Soccer is your Los Angeles football club. No, I, you stand corrected. Your 2022 Supporter Shield Champions Los Angeles football he club. did warn you about the volume at the start of the episode. $900 million would be the valuation on the most valuable Major League Soccer franchise out there. Coming in at number two is Carson at $865 million. Atlanta, number three, at eight fifty five, And rounding out the top 28 would be Montreal at $390 million. <laughs> so what you're saying is we could not afford the impact. We, I'm sorry, Club de Foot. Club de Foot. Uh, the Foot Clan over there in Montreal, still far outside the pocketbooks of one Philly and Scarf. Uh, and I do want to mention LAFC and Habitat for Humanity of Greater Los Angeles are teaming up to build playhouses for local families. And there are two different opportunities on Friday, October 7th, either at 9 to 11 a.m. or 12.30 to 2.30. Again, it is a Friday in the middle of the work week, so I'm not sure how many of our uh, our supporters and Defenders Nation can get out there. How many of the millions? And millions! Could, uh, Maybe trillions out. once we win MLS Cup. Maybe we'll see. Uh, Habitat for Humanity of Greater Los Angeles. Uh, again, head on over to LAFC com for more details for LAFC's event with Habitat for Humanity 
of Greater Los Angeles. Uh, look, we'll give a very quick Las Vegas Lights update. They've been in the middle of a free fall, but kind of turned it around recently. Uh, just two games left in their season. They're just outside the playoff spot. I have to go back and actually look to see how they did against New Mexico United. But I know Danny Trejo's back to his scoring ways again. He has three goals in their last couple of games recently. Cal Jennings got a goal. And, and this may be the last couple games, Philly, for the Las Vegas Lights. So uh, you might want to go and check out a Las Vegas Lights game if you can, because they might not be around much anymore. Neither of those $2 shots of tequila, by that the way. That is very true. We've talked a little bit about Angel City. Of course, they lost a heartbreaker at home, 3-1 three three to Racing Louisville, and then found out earlier this week that their playoff hopes were dashed. So uh, it's one nothing at the half right now. They're behind. And make sure you're following at Angel City Chicks for all your Angels City news. Philly, that's it. Let's get on to the Supporters' Shield clinching victory in all places to do it. Screw it feels you, Portland. so good to do it in Portland. Philly, let's just set the table. LAFC, 0-11, excuse me, winless in their last 11 on turf. Winless in their last 11 on turf. Their last six in Portland. Zero wins, three losses, three draws. This is not a place where we have played well. This is not a place where we have achieved many points. But Philly, all we had to do is go into Portland, and just like we did in 2019 when they opened up Providence Park and all their refurbished areas, is beat them at their own turf. Yes, but we needed a little something first. Okay. And that little something is to like an insurance policy, if you will. And I want to give a big shout out to our buddy Al Rate, who works for Charlotte FC. Charlotte him. did us a huge favor, Scarf. Yep. Not only do they take on the Philadelphia Union and beat them, they absolutely, absolutely, absolutely applied the shebang bang on yep. them. Congratulations to Danny Rios. First hat trick in club history. And you had an interesting pull of fact. Uh, they actually have... Um, Portland doesn't even have a hat trick. Yeah, so here's the crazy stat, right? Uh, we have 27 clubs in Major League Soccer right now. 26 of them have scored a hat trick in their club's history, Portland, yep. the only team in Major League Soccer. It's like the Mets went, what, 50 years without throwing a no-hitter before <laughs> Johan Santana did? The questionable no-hitter, I will admit that. Hey, hey, Johan Santana, no-hitter. It counts. Now we have two, so it's fine. Either way, no hat tricks in the history of Portland Timbers. And look, there was there were, a little, there were some people that were worried because I mentioned it. And they were like, hey, idiot, you're going to jinx us. Watch, they're going to get their first ever hat trick against us. And we don't win the Supporter Shield because of it. I'm happy to say... That that did not happen. And also, we don't have to hashtag blame Patrick. Patrick, who has been undefeated at away games that uh, he yes. has gone to, he did post it and he tagged me on it on Instagram. Patrick, this one's for you too, but congratulations and thank you. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, not only for nothing. And, for nothing. And a big shout out to Pablo Cisniega, our former keeper, getting his first start for Charlotte FC this season. Yep. And, and he had a secured a clean sheet. So Pablo, happy for Pablo. good on you. I, I'm so happy for Pablo. I'm more so happy in the fact that all we needed to do was go into one of the hardest places uh, <laughs> and win a game against a Portland team that has been good. A team that has gone undefeated in their last five games. A team that has not lost since August the 21st when they got shamed by Sporting Kansas City. A team that is on the up and up that needed a big win in order to secure a spot in the play. Playoffs. And we have not been as good on the road, Scarf. In fact, we have been rather abysmal. 0-4-1 in our last five matches. So, compelling score, compelling storyline. Portland could get in with a little help if they win. LAFC could win their second supporter shield. Compelling storyline, indeed. Ah, let's get into it, dude. Yeah, I mean, look, we all know what Portland means to LAFC, right? We know it's going to be a grinded out, physical, 90-plus minute match up and down the pitch. Sometimes there's some controversy involved as well in this match. No shortage of controversy. His name is Ishmael Elfath, for all of you that are wondering who we're talking about. We'll get to that in a little bit. But Portland coming <laughs> out in their typical 3-4-3 Slippy, I love you so much for your comment about Giovanni Savarisi, but I can't say it here on the Family Friendly Podcast. Just imagine nope, something nope, gross. Nope, nope, we're just going to move as far away from it as possible. The goalkeeper, and, and dare I say, Philly, the MVP for Portland this season, who, his last name is not Chara, surprisingly. The goalkeeper, Aljas Ivacic, the Slovenian, I believe, if I remember correctly. 
Uh, I want to give a big shout out to my buddy Matt, who follows all things Slovenian athletes. So you can correct me if I'm right or wrong on that. Huh. Ivacic was quite a niche market at, there, right? He, well, he's Slovenian himself. I, uh, I would imagine so. Ivacic is as good as it gets in terms of keepers in Major League Soccer. There have been a couple that have had maybe better seasons this season, but no one that's put their team on their back as much as Ivacic has. And he had a heck of a game today. Uh, the three in the back. Juan Mosquera, Larius Mabiala, and Dario Zuparic, who won't be able to play in their match, in their final match of the season. Midfielders, we've all heard these names before. Bill Tuiloma, Claudio Bravo, Diego Chara, and Cristian Paredes. And up top, Dairon Espria, who loves to play against LAFC. Uh, who are the five most dangerous players in Portland? Dairon, 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 and Dairon. Uh, Yaroslav Nishgoda and Santiago Moreno, but that means I did not mention because these players are in the 18 for them. Some weapons off the bench that we also know: Eric Williamson, Yimmy Chara, and a guy who is just dangerous as soon as he steps on the pitch. Blanco is as good as it gets. I absolutely love this guy, Sebastian Blanco. And I'm really glad he didn't start today or even get in until after the 80th minute. Film. Oh, I would agree. I would agree. And yes, as you were alluding to the fact that Ivacic, their MVP, yeah. I mean, Chara and Moreno are their nominees for the Landon Donovan MVP award, right. which at this point, I there's no way in hell either of those two are going to cut it. But, you know, Espria, 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 Espria. But Nishgoda is finally coming up. He's a designated player. This team has been waiting for him to go out there and get on a goal-scoring prowess. Yeah. And he's leading the team in goals with nine. Yeah, so. but I don't think he's scored since July. That's the crazy part. If you go back and look, literally since the All-Star break, he has been nowhere for Portland, which is pretty crazy for me because this guy is a, he's a great striker and just can't find it, but can't put it in the back of the net. Well, thank God he didn't have to put it in the back of the net, yeah. and he did not. Now, as far as LAFC is concerned, our lineup today, Maxime Cripo, Ryan Hollingshead, Jesus David Murillo, Eddie Segura, Chiqui Palacios, Jose Cifuentes, Ilya Sanchez, Carlos Vela, Chicho Arango, and a player that we're going to be very excited talking about yes. later on, number 99, Denny Bowanga, our subs, jo- Big John McCarthy, Latif Blessing, Gareth Bale, Giorgio Chiellini, Mahala, Sebastian Ibiaga, who I didn't even know came into the game, uh, <laughs> Seba Mendez, and Christian Teo. Our best lineup coming in? Perhaps. Uh, we had a couple of players that were out. Uh, Franco Escobar still not back from from the, uh, I guess, the concussion protocols that, that he sustained. Yep. And you brought up a really good point yesterday in our One More Sleep episode. Not a player that you would want to have start this game just due to the fact that Portland is a team that likes to get under your skin. They're a team that's going to foul us and foul us hard. And the last thing we'd want to have is any repeats of Franco losing his cool. But we obviously wish him all the best. He is part of our Supporter Shield champion team. So that's uh, that's what's going on. And let's get into this game, Scarf. Sloppy to begin with for the first few minutes. Yeah, sloppy to begin with, but the first dangerous ball from Portland occurring in the third minute. Claudio Bravo with a cross into the box, headed over the bar and wide by that man, Dairon Espria. I'm Sasparilla. You, there, that's, that's what I think of every time we say Espria. <laughs> and it's funny, our buddy, like, Laugh and I were joking about it. He said it to him, like, you think of that stuff too? Word association with Fitly, everybody. Uh, what is sarsaparilla? Sarsaparilla is like a root beer type thing. I used to get it Sioux City sarsaparilla at Knott's Berry Farm. There's your bingo something. name right there, <laughs> there on Defenders. Go. I set uh, you up lovely. Sioux City sarsaparilla. They sell it. At, no, they still do sell it, by the way, at Knott's Berry Farm. It was such a treat every time I would go to Knott's Berry Farm. Right, the chicken restaurant right outside. Because if you know, like that's the best. That's the best kept secret in all of theme parks in Los Angeles is the chicken restaurant at uh, Knott's Berry Farm, but Sioux City Sarsaparilla at Knott's Berry Farm. That's so funny. I think the first time and only the only time I've ever thought of or heard Sarsaparilla was in those old Looney Tune cartoons <laughs> where Daffy Duck is dressed up like a sheriff and he goes to the bar. Right. Bartender, Sarsaparilla. Right. right. I, I think that's correct. No, I don't know. Are, I believe you are correct. Yes, sir. So yeah, I, <laughs> Tyron Espria. Man, was he a thorn in our side. Oh, dude, absolutely. By the way, I... Can I just say, we were looking back at the Supporters' Shield celebration, the pictures that we took. I, I miss going up to fields and free play after. <laughs> I, I miss the official drink of Defenders of the Bay. Yes. I, I just, so much of it. God, can we please get 
the uh, free play and fields back open again, please. We just need to learn how to make Julius peppers and actually like sell those for charity. I at- have the recipe. I just don't know how to muddle my jalapeno as well as they used to. I'm, I'm, I'm so- this is a family-friendly podcast, <laughs> sir. There'll be no muddling of jalapenos today. Oh, Speaking of muddling, how about in the fifth minute? Denny Bowanga sprung with a great pass into the box by Kellen Acosta, a diving save, but he really didn't get a lot on it. Diving save is a nice term. He probably saw it the whole way. Corner leading to nothing in Philly. You and I were just hoping, aching, wishing, wanting for number 99 to get off of the scoring sheet, to get into the books officially for LAFC. Would it happen later in this game? You'll have to listen. And I, I don't know where I heard this exactly, but the armchair analyst, Matthew Doyle of MLS Extra Time, and he, he writes a lot of great stuff. He does. He's a very nice guy. But he said something that kind of pissed me off. Imagine that. Considering the body of work he's had compared to the person he compared him with, it's not even a comparison. He was saying how Denny Buwanga yeah. is our version yeah. of the Galaxy's Cabral. He is not. I mean, come on. Not Cabral's even. had like a year and change of mucking things up. We We've had Denny Buanga for the amount of time that it takes you to chug a beer scarf. Not a long time, actually, but hey. but not as long. And it looks like we're having <laughs> hey, a cameo got, appearance. Is this. that LAFC it's Sal in Sal. the house? It's Sal in the house. Oh, <laughs> oh I love it so much. You guys. <laughs> we love we won, won the, the shield. shield. I love it. Guys, it is a party here at House of Football. Sal doesn't know we're Sal live, but this in. is perfect. This is great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Look, we were so nervous in this first half. The 12th minute, uh, solid defending on a corner, and that would be the theme for LAFC all the way up until the 80s or so. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Very solid defending by LAFC on corners. Good team defending all the way around. And I really liked the game that Jesus, David, Mario had until uh, play a little bit later on. But that's all right. Uh, in the Philly, I, I actually, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest, some of the most entertaining moments in the first half were when they showed Paul Apodaca. <laughs> yes. Screen, team security, Paul. And when there was a little bit of bail bathroom gate going on, we I have not. He had seen the coffee him. runs. He was so relieved when they showed him back on the bench right about the twenty sixth minute. Of course he did. He, he just dropped weight. Oh my god, he was in shape to go score goals. A Portland poop. Yeah, oh, gross. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I really like Ryan Hollingshead's one v one defending on Dyron Esprit in the thirtieth minute. And uh, you know, look, the first half we we can talk about more going into the first half, but it was, it was kind of a. Boring, tense, nervous. Tense, yes. It was. It wasn't boring. That's the thing. Like you can't be tense, nervous, and bored. It it doesn't work. If you're bored, you're you're going to sleep. Every possession that Portland had, every corner, every anything. I was. I was sweating bullets. I don't know who's sweating more, me or Danny Buanga. It was nerve wracking, but there weren't that many. There were a couple of pretty good attempts within the first half, but like all the action, all the stuff, the meat and potatoes of this podcast, the excitement, the jubilation, the darn near misery all happened in the second half but if not for claudio bravo making one heck of a play on the back line in the 33rd minute we might have been able to rest a little bit easier philly well you're right the save of the game didn't go to the keeper ivicic went to claudio and and by the way ivicic had a couple very very good saves but it should have been one nothing after 33 minutes and that should have been carlos vela's giggity 69th goal in major league soccer for lafc but it was not uh, I really thought that, that that's one of those plays, Philly, where you feel like the game could switch just because we didn't go up one nothing there. No, absolutely. I mean, playing on turf, playing in a, in a place that we haven't won in a very long time, you, you figure the odds are against us, especially with a hot Portland team. But we got robbed in that scenario, but Ivicic made himself a really great save because yep. we're going into injury time right now before we're heading in the locker room, and we nearly had a shot. Kellen Acosta, nice touch, nice chance, but Ivicic... Got, uh, got. I'm, I'm stumbling over my words. Ivicic ended up taking back the uh, the save of the game accolade yeah. because up to that point it belonged to Claudio Bravo. So uh, a little we. Okay, so apparently my watch has brought up Claudio Bravo's Wikipedia page when I didn't bother asking her. Thank you so much. Did you like how I changed your accent to Australian, I, though? By I the way, Scar. I didn't. I mean, I you I saw that. I couldn't. Place how did you my, see I my my voices? You know what I mean. My I heard it. <laughs> 
either way. Uh, oh, our buddy Mark Rogandino on the call for uh, for Angel City Games. Your buddy, our buddy, say, everybody's did I buddy. Say our buddy. Mark you said your buddy. No, I don't think I did. But well, I it's all our buddy. Uh, either way, uh, Dyron Espria with a ball easily saved by Maxime Cropot right before the half. We go in a very nervous nil nil. The two teams who lead Major League Soccer in second half scoring. That would be LAFC and Portland. So we knew this match would likely not end nil-nil. But no subs at the half for either side, Philly. In the 48th, we got Christian Paredes with a yellow for a bad foul. But in the 49th, nervous time begins for LAFC as Claudio Bravo knifing into the box. But luckily, we have Maxime Cropo and they don't. Yaroslav Nishgoda forcing a diving save by Max, and just one of those reasons why we brought Maxime in from Vancouver. Oh, my God. We have a Labatt. Some poutine for Maxime. I mean, what a hell of a save, man. Keeping us in the game on multiple occasions. But how Claudio Bravo was able to slice through that many defenders is beyond me. I mean, he had himself a pretty good game up to this point, and he's going to have an even better game later on. But that's what's happening over there. Uh, 51st minute, though, Scarf. Two minutes after Portland gave us a heart attack. Uh, we had ourselves a different kind of a heart attack in that of a goal. A Vela bomb, if you don't mind me saying that. Kellen Acosta fed Vela up on the top of the box. And Vela, vintage Carlitos, vintage Vela has arguably, I mean, the goal of the week. There's no doubt he's going to have the goal of the week. I mean, actually, no, maybe Joseph Martinez's goal was <laughs> no, the goal Joseph of the Martinez week. But for us, I mean, that was a goal, an important goal. Outside of the box, absolutely outstretched Eva Chichin. Man, House of Football erupted. We were erupting everywhere. It was erupting. I imagine people in Portland were erupting. It was beautiful. It was world-class. It doesn't get any nicer than that in Major League Soccer. And, of course, Carlos Vela scoring. And from what we heard statistically, every single road game LAFC goes to Portland. Carlos Vela has scored. Carlos Vela seems to love himself, the Pacific Northwest, in particular Providence Park in Portland. Four for four in road game scoring for Carlos Vela. His 69th giggity goal in his Major League Soccer career for LAFC. And again, vintage Vela, you said it perfectly. And Ivacic even got a say, he got a touch on it. He got a hand. And still, Carlos was able to tuck that one away in top bins. And just... I mean, I, I guess after five seasons, there are still teams that are giving Carlos Vela an eighth of a quarter of a half of an inch. And, and yet that's all he needs <laughs> wow. to put it away. Unreal. Uh, really bad foul by Eddie Segura in the 57th minute. Maybe prevented a goal, sure, but it is a very deserved yellow card. No question and there. And then Zuparic getting his own yellow card in the 63rd, which means he'll miss Portland's last match of the season. So that'll be interesting to see what Portland does without him. You mentioned Claudio Bravo, Philly, and he was a thorn, if you will, in LAFC's side. See what I, see what I did there? Because the Portland the women's team is the thorns. Anyways. Oh, uh, NWSL reference while watching an NWSL game. Very well played, La Bufanda. Laris Mabiala with a dime. An absolute dime to Claudio Bravo and LAFC escaping... Again, as the header from Bravo pings off the crossbar, Maxime Cropot breathing a sigh of relief on that one. It very easily, Philly, could have been 1-1. And I also think it later on in the 71st minute as Chicho went up the right side, kind of trying to go 1v1 with his defender. It was saved nicely by Ivacic. But I thought that uh, Danny Buanga, wide open on the opposite side, if he could have found a way to cross it to him, that's where we could have finally seen Philly. Danny Buanga's first goal for LAFC, number 99 on the scoring sheet. So but, dramatic. But, but he didn't even get the ball. They, they, could, <laughs> they couldn't find him yet, Philly. I just I wanted number 99 to score so badly. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen. The game changer, Philly. Coming in in the 77th. Of course. Uh, the game oh, changer. I, I totally skipped two really important things, by the way. Don't mind me. But oh. go, go on. No, no, no. Go for it. As you were. No. 74th minute. No call on Vela for being bodied off the ball again. And, and I That's think what my, happens in Portland. My favorite moment, if, if it's possible, for any of the fantastic LAFC photographers out there, Imad or anybody else who might have been at the game, to have caught a picture 
of the flying through the air Superman style Maxime Cropot in the 75th minute where he leaps out to get this ball. It was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. He was in that bright red kit, kind of Superman-esque, but I guess it would be like more like Alpha Flight, whoever the leader of that group team was because, you know, they're Canadian, so is he. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, it, it was so beautiful, Philly. And then, and then 77th, Latif Blessing. Okay. Well, even before that, though, the game kind of changed this point. 74th subs in for Portland before oh, yeah. LAFC. Yeah, 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 yeah. You had Jimmy, Ch- Jimmy Chara coming in for Nishgoda, and you had Williamson coming in for Christian Paredes. The minute that these guys came into the game, that made Portland's attack more lethal. We're starting to play on our heels. We haven't had that many attacking opportunities going from this moment on until, obviously, some terrible thing happens that we're going to talk about momentarily. But the minute that Chara came in with Williamson, Portland completely changing things up. Now, you said it too. 77, we have Latif and Mahala coming in for Sifu and Vela. Vela obviously playing himself a great game. 69th giggity, 69th giggity goal, not minute goal. Um, unbelievable performance. And Cifuentes had a pretty good game too, trying to feed his boys as much as he possibly could, and so on and so forth. So, going forward... Uh, instantly Portland looking better with Char and Williamson making moves. Uh, ooh, I lost my note right there. You know, that's okay. <laughs> that, I'll skip that. 81st minute scarf. Let's go right into that moment yeah, look, where... We had, that, we had that weird save first, right? By oh, the Max one where Max should have caught it and kind of... Where John weird. Champion said, that was a strange save, yes. Yeah, I, I looked at it too and I was like, was it like hot? Did the ball like burn his hand? I don't know what happened there. Look, either way, Maxime Grippo. Uh, it turns out you're a thousand times better of a keeper than I'll ever be. I probably wouldn't be able to get my hands on it. It was just, it looked weird. That's all. I'm but saying. you're a better teacher than he is, Look, Scarf. I mean, you're he's not, you're better with junior high people than he is. That sounds weird, but I'll take it. Uh, I didn't mean it that way. I meant teaching. <laughs> uh, in the 81st, you're absolutely right, though. Diron Espria with a header off the cross into the box, and I just don't understand what Murray and Segura are doing on this particular play. You know Dyron Espria is their biggest weapon, literally and figuratively, in the box at this point. Both men clearly move with him into the box, and yet nobody steps up and gets a body on him. This is one of those times, Philly, I know we're playing on turf, but I don't think this ball even gets to him if Giorgio Chiellini is there on the back line. So that's fine. We can deal with that at another time. But you and I were beside ourselves because here we are nine minutes from clinching Supporter Shield, Philly, and we're back level at one. Yeah, I mean, so disappointing. I threw my ball cap on the ground. It was just disgusting. And yeah, maybe we could talk what we want about Murray, but it was a brilliant, brilliant cross by Claudio Bravo. And Murray, the defenders tried to sandwich him. I mean, it went right through the hands of Maxime Kripo. He tried to close in on it. It went right through. And in a way, it was kind of fitting because the way Portland was playing, we were playing on our back heels. We were playing far too back, and the game was coming more to Portland than it was to us. We weren't attacking. We were just trying to save our own behinds and maintain this one-to-nothing win. But obviously, them equalizing took a lot of the wind out of our sails. And what scared me at this point was where the mental game would change for this team. Would they allow Portland to creep back into this game? And remind you again, Portland is fighting for their playoff lives. So now they're going to continue to attack even more. That's what I was afraid of. Not only letting in a goal, an 80th minute hex goal, by the way, but allowing Portland to get themselves back in the game. But, you know, a championship team finds themselves in precarious and poor positions and winning teams come out as tough as they are and 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 pull out a win and you know the the game wasn't over at this point although most of us thought it really was i I mean look it was going to be one of those frustrating one one draws or even like you said maybe lafc finds a way to lose this one late in stoppage time whatever it might be but i like that the chess match that the two coaches both giovanni savarese and steve gerundolo were playing 85th minute gareth bale comes on for chicho 86th minute, Sebastian Blanco comes on for Santiago Moreno. I thought Moreno was their best playmaker uh, in this match before uh, he came out of the game. And then they're putting in, by far, their best playmaker, period, in Sebastian Blanco. Someone's got to explain to me how in the 87th minute, even after looking at it through VAR, Ishmael Elfath, what are you looking at? I don't understand how Mahala clearly fouled from behind, clearly fouled from behind, for it not to be, take your pick on this one, a foul just outside the box and a red card, because isn't that a dog so right there? 
Denial of an obvious goal-scoring opportunity? Acronyms. Right? Or, or is it a PK because it happens inside the box? Either way, I just don't understand what they're looking at, what the fourth official saw to, to have Ishmael Elfad look at it made sense to me, but what he's seeing, and Philly, he didn't just look at it two or three times. He was looking at it for about three or four minutes. The Jeopardy theme ran out of theme in the background and they had to restart it. That's how long he was looking at it. I don't understand, Philly. I don't understand. We're going to come back to that in a bit. But like the joke is, this was uh, we had to wait till Don Garber got on the phone. Right. And then he had to have the conversation with the people watching the VAR. And he had to let them know, hey, you know what? Maybe we allow this to go to decision day so we could up our ratings. Right. Because MLS, we need the ratings. There's no doubt about that. Right. League needs the ratings. It's, it's among the lowest out of all the professional sports. Ooh, by the way... Quick, quick uh, update here. Simone Charlie just taken down in the box. Looks like it'll be a penalty for Angel City. This is cool. Yeah, All this right. is cool. Now, we, we're we're, mu- we're multitasking. We, no, we are I mean, the anticipation what was ridiculous. For him to like absolutely give us nothing other than a corner nothing. kick was beyond frustrating. And you're thinking, oh my God, this is going to be the, the end of this. Uh, like, our, we're going we're gonna to go back to a scenario where we're going to listen to Steve Chirondolo complain about the referees, and we're going to complain about the referees. Again. And you know what's crazy? I don't think any other season that we've lived through and watched LAFC, did I recall or even know the names of as many referees? <laughs> this is ridiculous. And these aren't just schmuck referees that they're picking off of an AYSO field. These are referees. Hang on. Your I'm girl, being shushed. Your girl's about to take the PK. So Savannah Philly, McCaskill. Philly is president of the McCaskill Mafia, in case you don't know. Chairman of the McCaskill and, Mafia. And Savannah McCaskill is about to take the PK. Oh, Here oh. she goes. And and, oh, and she missed she it. She missed it wide off the outside of the post. Dang it. I still love you, Savannah. Oh, you know what? We know you're a big fan of the pod. I, I think what you're alluding to, though, also, Philly, is it's not just one or two referees, obviously, right? It's so it's, many of it's them. It's the inconsistency of the calls from week to week, too. MLS really needs to look at things with this pro refereeing that we have here because Ishmael Elfath was awful today. Oh, man, she really I mean, Penso that. was awful yesterday Penso, in the game that he officiated. And these, these are guys that are going to be, they're doing international yep. tournaments. They're going to the World Cup. Yep. So you don't have to worry about that, voting but, for Italy. That's the second again, time I've said again, that today. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, that, there was a silver lining. Yep. We didn't realize it at yep. that point, but there yep. was a silver lining. Yep. Because as a result of Homeboy taking his freaking time, we get seven minutes of injury time. And it's had it not been, yeah, homeboy, that's what we're going to call him. Had it not been for that, we would not have gotten our seven minutes of injury time. And that was crucial for LAFC because mad, mad stuff happened. You are likely correct. Speaking of mad, I'm pretty sure, no one noticed this, but I'm pretty sure Latif Blessing got a yellow for talking smack to the referees uh, after the, uh, the VAR because Latif got a yellow. And I only know Latif got a yellow because they showed it on the background as the game restarted up on the scoreboard in Portland. I saw that Latif got a yellow. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was for what they would call dissent. So Christian Teo coming into the match, by the way, Philly, uh, that's it's one more playmaker that LAFC is able to bring off of their bench. And quickly gets a shot. Yeah, Ivicic had to make a save on him in the third minute. But Philly, we've oh. buried the lead for long <laughs> enough. He just wanted it. He wanted it more. Denny Buanga, number 99, in the fifth minute of stoppage time that Philly is 100% correct, we likely would not have gotten to five minutes of stoppage had Ishmael Elfa not taken a call from Don Garber while he was reviewing the video. Philly, <laughs> he just wanted it more it's not that he just wanted it more because remember this is a team game it takes a village cheeky palacios made a hell of a play to get that ball to denny buanga and what does he do the incredible hustle he slices through a couple of defenders in the box and slides one underneath to iloma which by the way congratulations to him representing the new zealand national team slips one under him and he ends up scoring his first goal 
as a member of as a member of the Black and Gold, yep. and arguably one of the most important goals of our club yep. season, if not our club's history. We all lost it. We went through so many emotions <laughs> up to that point: Ner- anxiety, nerves, jubilation with Carlos Vela's vintage goal. I peed a little. He, he peed a little. We had we had intestinal problems um, <laughs> and pee pee problems and and all kinds of stuff. And then we have Portland scoring a goal, which obviously led to anger, frustration misery and then just like that to clinch the supporter shield in the way we did with a goal scored by another number 99 what is it with that number and LAFC that anybody wearing that number 99 god I miss you Dio big things happen unbelievable goal and you might have peed a little I cried I had a tear (laughs) come down my eye when Denny Buonga scored that goal I'm sure you all felt the same darn way too vindication because not only do we beat Portland when we haven't beaten Portland in a long time we clinched the mother freaking supporter shield on their turf so what that means, thank you, by the way, to our homeboy referee once again. If it Goodness. wasn't for that, we, we, he gets the assist on it. But now, not only do we get to enjoy the rest of our Sunday, but we're all going to get to go to Bank of California Stadium next week, our final home game of the regular season, and it's going to be a party because one way or another, it doesn't matter what happens next week. I'd rather just see a lot of the younger guys get some run. Maybe McCarthy get a start. We welcome back Walker Zimmerman. But one way or another, regardless of what the result is going to be next week, we are going to see the Supporters' Shield return from New England. It is back at Bank of California Stadium in an environment that I know it appreciates Far more than that of Massachusetts. Massachusetts <laughs> is a very, very grim place to be later on. You could talk about foliage and all that stuff all you want. I hate snow. It's the dandruff of the gods. Keep it there. We welcome back the Supporters' Shield to LAFC, where it belongs, and this could be the year that Supporters' Shield curse gets broken. Uh, Your 2022 Supporters' Shield champions, oh baby! Yes! Yeah. And I get to say it. Calabonga, baby! There Finally. it is. Finally! Getting his first goal in black and gold, number 99, Denny Bawanga. And again, you, you said it, etching his name into LAFC history with the goal, the supporters' shield clinching goal in Portland. Uh, a couple of other records, Philly, fall today as well. Don't forget, as uh, Steve Chirundolo becoming the first first-year coach to win 21 games in their season, in their opening season, and I believe the first first-year coach to win the shield. In their first season. So congratulations to Steve Terundolo. All the doubters out there. Middle go, fingers to you all. Go back and listen to our first couple of podcasts after they announced Steve Terundolo. I was on board for minute one, y'all. Oh, okay. I, that, all right. All right. Look, I was on the cautious, right. cautious Philly, train. He was cautious. Then he went to cautiously optimistic. Then he went to optimistic. And then back to cautious after we had a little bit of a, a slide. And now Philly, I believe, is all in on yeah, the Dolo ball train. Yeah, but I obviously started taking offense to the Chirundolo out comments sure. as we got halfway through the season. Sure. And so, But I, I'm, I'm watching. I'm listening. All you guys that were Steve Chirundolo haters at the start, I couldn't think of a better guy to lead the next phase of this club's history, and more importantly, to be able to bring in a guy like Giorgio Chiellini, who settled everything on the back line, to be able to bring in a guy like Gareth Bale, to bring in a little bit of that international cachet, and obviously he scored a couple of goals for us as well, to be able to get a guy like Eddie Segura back, and for him to be healthy and playing as well as he has now, to be able to see the emergence of Mahala Opoku on this season where he was not only one of our top scorers on the year, but named to the top 22, under 22, top 10 for that, by the way. It's a tongue and then, twister. oh, by the way, Denny Bowanga and Christian Teo coming into the fold later on in the season. It is an embarrassment of riches here for the 2022 Supporters' Shield winning Western Conference champion and soon-to-be Major League Soccer champions of 2022 and Philly we get to say it. Going into the party that will be at Bank of California <laughs> Stadium on October 9th. Oh, Walker, yeah. you're invited. We get to say it, Philly. Best in the West and... Best in MLS. And y'all out there who don't love LAFC listening to this pod, <laughs> you can suck it. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so schedule, standings, none of it matters. No. I'm calling on you, Steve Chirundolo, to give the first Major League Soccer Minutes... To Tony Leone, please. <laughs> I have been wanting, waiting, wishing, hoping 
for Tony Leone. I want to see Tony Leone get some minutes. I would love to see Danny Trejo get some minutes. John McCarthy a start? John McCarthy. Yeah, you know what? Why not, right? Let's get John McCarthy a start. Let's get Tomas Romero out there. Let's give Maxime Cropo the night off. Poutine for Maxime. Let's let's play 45 minutes of Giorgio Chiellini, please, because every time I'm at Bank California Stadium, all I want to do is see more of Giorgio Chiellini. Let's take a look at some guys, again, on that front line who we might like to see a little bit more out of, maybe for our future, maybe a start for Christian Teo. That could be fun. I'm just, I'm so excited for this match against Nashville Philly because it's just going to be the best atmosphere party at Bank California Stadium. It really is. And you and I are fortunate enough to get to do the pregame and postgame once again with 110. And it's it's just going to be fun, man. I mean, we have so much to be happy for. Obviously, we had a dreadful year last year, a changing of the guard, the anxiety that comes with that. But as we've said, you can't expect the uh, the rainbow without the rain. We've certainly dealt with a little bit of rain, granted, not as much as some other clubs have. But it's so awesome to to witness this season and... Today's game was just a game of of the ages. It would have been cool to have been in Portland because we saw the live footage from Jose Cifuentes and how uh, our, our president, Larry Friedman, and, and, and all the, some of the owners got up in there with the supporters. Oh, super FOMO, I mean, by the way. I'm so total jealous FOMO. of everybody that was there. But we won't have FOMO knowing that all our playoff games from now until we win MLS Cup, it's all going to run through Bank of California Stadium, a place that obviously we uh, are very successful in. So we don't know... Who our opponent's going to be, we obviously have that first round by, but I don't care who we face. At this yeah. point, I don't look, honestly, at this point, I don't even want to like look that far down the road. I want to enjoy this moment for what it is because that's the beauty of sports. You have certain moments that are, are beautiful and magic. Yeah, we have the rest of our season to continue to look forward, but defenders, for today or tomorrow, whatever day you're listening to this pod, or up until we play Nashville, enjoy this. Because we are the champions of the league for the time being. Enjoy the ride. It's about to get crazier yep. in a week, but take take a step <laughs> and, back. And more take, expensive. And more expensive, yeah. Those tickets, uh, those, those playoff tickets are going to come out of, uh, the money's going to come out soon. But enjoy the moment while you can, because... You know, we got two supporter shields in, in a very short period of time. It wasn't few and far in between, but we're the best in the West and best in MLS. Yes, and nobody can take that away from us for the rest of this season. In case you're making plans, LAFC have a first round bye in the playoffs. And we play either Thursday, October 20th or Sunday, October 23rd. Philly, we get to talk, talk about things like Champions League next year. Yeah. We get to go we get to go hang out with the supporters shield. And yeah. again, every supporters yeah. group gets some time with the supporters shield. LAFC is great in sharing it with people who aren't in supporters groups like Philly and myself. It's it's an incredible feeling. We will obviously put out all the info when you can come hang out with the supporters shield um once we find out, but Man, I, I just remember we kind of maybe took it for granted a little bit and it happened during a COVID year, right? COVID hit while we had the supporter shield, so we didn't get to hang out with it as much. We are going to enjoy the hell out of the supporter shield this time. Hell and yeah. Philly, what an incredible season we've been on a ride for so far. Again, we get to welcome Walker back to the bank. That's going to be fun. And Philly, episode 219 is just going to be an extension of this celebration. Yep, we're going to party hardy, baby. And even though you and I aren't drinking right now, yeah. it might make sense just to have a celebratory something next week. Yeah. At least one. Yeah. And I'll let you choose I hear you. that one. So yeah, we'll, we'll enjoy ourselves. But yes, we have MLS Cup in our sights. The business isn't done. The work is far from finished. But take a step back and enjoy the small victories because it's, it's, all, it's all a buildup. Enjoy it today. Enjoy it tomorrow. Whoa. Enjoy it up until next Sunday. And then afterwards... Put it in your back pocket because it won't matter after next week. What That's matters is MLS Cup, and we know that, but enjoy today. Enjoy That's tomorrow. That's right. All right, and for all the players that are retiring this week from Major League Soccer, I know Drew Moore, Shea Salinas, Graham, <laughs> Graham Zuzzi just announced his retirement. You know what? Thank you for everything. We appreciate you guys. You've been thorns on our side for at least the last five years. We're glad to see you go, but happy that you came. And with that... That's the end of episode 218. You know how we like to end all our episodes? Under an hour. Bye-bye. Oh, I I jumped the gun. Sorry. Wow, you really (laughs) did jump the gun. Bye-bye.